Hey, good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? want to thank you all for joining us for another episode of Reflections. We definitely thank you and appreciate it. Um, I know I do. I hope y'all have had a, a good uh, had a good weekend, had a good day today. I know it's uh, it's Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. I'd like to get me some tacos if I could. But I, I, again, I want to thank you guys for joining. Um, you know, be a little different episode today, but uh, a few things that I want to share. Um, you know, if you live in the Olean area, I don't know if you can see that or not, but um, the Youth Football and Cheer for Olean is having a barbecue chicken fundraiser on May 6th from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. And uh, pre-sale tickets are $12 a piece. You're going to get a chicken leg quarter, two sides, and a roll. Um, definitely want to encourage you to come out and help support the young people. Um, seems to be oftentimes baseball and softball out here get a lot of push. And, um, you know, even from the city. So it's an opportunity to show the young people that we're behind them trying to give something positive for them to do. Excuse me. Uh, something positive for them to do and, uh, you know, keep them focused and keep them going on. Uh, what's up, Dom? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Um, you know, so, you know, tonight's episode, um, you know, relatively quick. Uh, honestly, not, not really going to spend a, a terrible amount of time um, on the, tonight's topic. But I, I think it's important. A few, few days ago, um, you know, I had put a post up on Facebook. And I put the post up. And I was like, um, you know, it, it, it always seems like, especially with the church, like, you know, I, those of you that don't know me, um, you know, my faith is, is fundamental to who it is that I am as an individual. And, um, you know, that's where I base a lot of my thoughts, my perspective um, in reference to uh, the um the podcast and you know so i put up this post the other day and you know i asked the, you know i i it was really a rhetorical question it really wasn't it really wasn't a question and i was kind of making a point um but we always see on um you know we see on social media right that uh you know everybody has um you know that everybody's got a powerful service and a powerful message and you know we've got this thing in the pentecostal circles where we seem to like schedule miracles um you know when i understand times and seasons don't don't misunderstand me um but what what i can't get down with is the whole um you know oh if you're not here you're gonna miss a prophetic word or if you sow five hundred dollars then i'll you know, God will prophesy, you know, I'll prophesy over you and speak to you like that foolishness. Right. But every time, every time you see something posted, it's a powerful message. It's a mighty move of God. It's a this, it's a that signs, wonders, miracles. Now <clears throat> I 110% believe God moves like that. Don't please do not anyone that's watching misunderstand me. I 110% believe God can and does and has and continue to you know, will continue to move in that fashion, 110%. So please, please don't misunderstand me as we talk about this tonight. But what we don't see is we don't see the struggles. We don't see the services that don't have a whole lot of people. We don't see the, you know, the pack sanctuary, you know, the, the, the sanctuaries that aren't full. We don't, we don't see
see the messages that flopped. And I, I made a comment to that effect in the, uh, in the post that, you know, I've delivered messages that I kind of felt like were, eh, you know, if, if that. I've been in services where it felt like, you know, maybe God was only talking to me type of thing. I've been in, in circles or in, um, you know, the podcasts where it's, you know, you come across and, you know, the podcast flops. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel that it really spoke to anybody, right? You know, like these types of things. So I've, I've taken my L's. I've been very public with my L's. Um, you know, I don't hide them. I, I, I don't, um, you know, and while it's not fun, it's not comfortable. Uh, I think it's important to become, be, to become comfortable with failure. Failure is a, an absolute necessity in the things that we do in life. I, I don't, nobody looks forward to it. Nobody wants it to happen. It's not fun, exciting, enjoyable. But at the end of the day, failure is something that we have to do. And I'm kind of glad my, my, my son's watching. Um, you know, he's uh, training in Muay Thai. And, and you know, you, when you're sparring, you know, if you're a boxer, if you're a martial artist, you know, a kickboxer, you know, any type of athlete. And really this, this parallels to a lot of different areas. But specifically when we're talking about the athletes, um, you know, you have a situation. Hey, Nay, how you doing? Um, you know, you, you, you have a, a situation and a circumstance where... You know, if if you don't fail, it's difficult to get better, right? And and that's something that I think is important in every aspect of our life, right? We have to learn how to fail. We have to learn how to come in second, come in third. I, I don't know if some of y'all have seen uh, the movie, uh, what is it, Talladega Nights, right? The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, um, that comedy with Will Ferrell. Um, you know, and, uh, but there is, you know, a, a quote from that movie is, oh, if you're not first, you're last. And, and that that's what, you know, Ricky Bobby, that character, Will Ferrell's character, that's kind of how he lived his life, right? That was like his mantra. If you're not first, you're last. And a little later on in the show, when he was struggling with things, um, you know, his dad's like, well, well, that's just stupid. You can be second. You can be third. You can be fourth. You can even be fifth. Like he goes through this list, right? And, and I think it's important oftentimes for us to come to that realization that it's okay to fail, that it's okay to bomb, that it's okay not to succeed the first time. Uh, you know, you have to learn from your mistakes. You have to learn from your failures. Those shouldn't be looked at as negatives, even though they're not comfortable, they don't feel good, they don't... And that's where that process of getting comfortable with it is. Not being... And when I say getting comfortable, I'm not saying that you're satisfied with the results, okay? I, I, I want you all to hear me there. I, I definitely don't think that you should be satisfied with the results of a failure, but you should be able to take that failure and you should be able to look at it, examine it, analyze it, and, and really come to a place where, you know, okay, where did I where did I fall short? What did I do wrong? How can I improve? How can I make it better? Like these different things, right? Like, you know, taking a test like in life, um, you know, just like in school. You know what? You take that test. You didn't pass the test. What are you going to do? You're going to take it again, right? Well, Doc, here's the thing, Dr. Harvey. You got you to gotta understand that 
you know, sometimes taking that test again requires some sacrifice. I might have to pay for the test again. I might have to, uh, you know, spend hours studying and, and, and sacrifice my social life and, you know, whatever the case may be. Well, you know what, at the end of the day, you might have to do that because as you go through life, you're going to have to continue to take the test until you pass the test in, in these different areas of your life, right? How you respond to things. Um, you know what? I, I have in the past, I have um, comfortable doesn't mean complacent. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. Comf comfortable doesn't mean complacent at all. And while I'm comfortable in the fact that, hey, I failed, I, I, I didn't do the, maybe I did the best I could do and I still failed. You know, that's okay, right? You, you, got, you guys understand that, that that is perfectly fine, that if you do your best, you put everything into it and still fail, that's, that's okay. Like, that's going to happen on occasion. You know, again, like I said, it's not, it's not the most comfortable, it's not the most fun, it's not, but it's a necessity. It's a necessity if we want to grow. It's a necessity if we want to acknowledge where we're at in the moment and how it is we're going to get further, right? Now, when I first started this podcast, I used to start the podcast and I used to say something to the effect of, you know, mirrors have three purposes, right? Mirrors can help you see who it is that you are currently what it was that that reflection what it was that you were in the past what you are currently and they also help you set up for the future right they help you get ready when you're getting ready to to go to work getting ready to go to school getting ready for a date you know you're getting yourself all together um you know and and that type of thing and and acknowledging uh where it is that that were, you know, you're, you, you want your hair looking right, the tie straight, the collar tight and crisp, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So the mirrors will help you prepare for the future as well. So you have to really take a look at these reflections. Ty says it's only a failure if you let it beat you. Learn from it and be ready for the next round. Exactly. And, and I like that you said next round in that, tie because specifically if you look at uh, like a boxer, you look at MMA fighters, you look at kickboxers, Muay Thai fighters, right? When they go from round to round, at the end of that round, what happens? Their corner's talking to them. Their corner's pointing them out, the things that they did wrong, the things that they need to improve on, the things that they can do better, how to attack their opponent because of the mistakes the opponent's making. So I might have got whooped that round. I might have lost that round to my opponent. But if I pay attention to the people that are trying to speak into my life that I've allowed the position to speak into my life. Hear me now. Not everybody needs to be able to speak into your life. Not everybody should have that right. Not everybody should have access to you. And that's okay for you to limit access and for you to create boundaries. That's what needs to happen in your life if you're going to grow and going to be successful. If you look at a fighter, when a fighter is, is coming up, they're very specific with who's in their corner. It, they're very specific with who's working the gloves. They're very specific with who their cut man is. They're very specific with you know who's helping them with their strength training, who's helping them with their cardio and the calisthenics, who's you know moving in that aspect like they are very specific with who they put in their camp they don't just let anybody give them advice they don't just let anybody speak into their life you know um 
Dom says, he says, I got lit up once when O'Shea cornered me, basically dominated the next round. Exactly, but you learn from the failure of that previous round. And I think that that is where we end up sometimes. We slip and we fall and we stumble and, and all these things because we try to grab advice from all these different places. And, and what I had said in my post earlier in the week or last week when I was talking about, man, you know what? All y'all must be better than me. Like, you, you, you guys must, you must have the sauce, right? Because you always got, you know, a success story. You always have a powerful word. You always have, uh, you know, a, a do not miss message. You, you know, these types of things. But you got to take a step back, right? Like if, if you even if you even look and study out scripture, scripture is is a a, a step by step manual about how to fail into success. Did y'all hear me now? Scripture will help you. It's a step-by-step manual about how to fall and fail into success. How to fail into success. Like you look at Adam and Eve, right? Adam slipped right from jump. And, you know, because of Adam, you know, the sin enters the world. Oh, no, no, wait, doc, doc, that was, that was Eve. No, 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 it wasn't. And, and we can break that down. But, you know, when God first gave the instruction, Eve wasn't even around. And then Adam was warned how he needed to tend and keep and guard the garden. And, you know, then the scripture says that after Eve took a bite, she turned and gave it to her husband. Joker was standing right there. So as much as you want to blame Eve, it really wasn't Eve. It was Adam's failure. And then we, as you grow and move through scripture, you see the failures of all these different individuals, right? These different individuals, um, as you go through the Bible, you have Samson, right? Samson failed. He, he you know, took his gift for granted and ended up when when Delilah, you know, had him to the point where, man, his vexed, just straight vexed. He was like, look, you cut my hair, that's the secret. I'm not supposed to have my hair cut. And, and of course, I'm not getting into the deep theological aspects of it right now. But, you know, Samson, Delilah cuts his hair. What happens? He goes out and thinks he's going to operate how he always has before, and he fails. The Bible actually says that the Spirit of the Lord was not with him and he knew it not. He didn't even realize that God had left his life. And, and a lot of times in our lives, we, we tend to, to get in those situations. We become so comfortable in winning. We become so comfortable in our successes. We become so comfortable in our talents. We become so comfortable in, in the different areas of our life that, you know, we, we can just, we know that we put our hand to the plow, it's going to be a success, right? And so we begin to slack on our preparation. We begin to slack on the time and effort and study and preparation that, that, we, that, took, that it took for us to get to where we currently are. And then we try to take that next step and we fail. Now, that's, that's normal. That's natural. Now, no, it's not what you want to be doing, but the fact of the matter is you failed, right? So you can do one of two things. You can stay down or you can get up, right? I fall seven times, I still get up. That's the problem sometimes. We, we, allow, we allow life to beat us down, right? We, we allow failures to beat us down. Now, I'm going to talk about a, a relatively recent failure, 
Okay, and and in all actuality and technicality, I mean it it was it was a failure. Uh, I ran for mayor for the city of Olean and did not win. I I you know by numbers got destroyed. Um, you know now there's a lot of different reasons as to why that may or may not happen, but I could have just looked at that and just allowed it to crush me, right? Just allow it to shut me down and pull back on trying to be vocal in the community or be active in the community and, and just not hold leadership accountable and just kind of crawl in a hole and, you know, hide and just, you know what, I failed, I couldn't do it. I, I just need to quit, give it up and walk away from it. I could have done that. But because I was, I used wisdom when I built my camp. Right, the people that I allowed to speak into my life, the people that I had there in my corner, right, my my coach, my glove man, my cut man, my you know, strength trainer, the people that I had in my corner, you know, pointed out some things like, hey, this was the percentage of votes you brought in as an absolute political nobody, as somebody running on an independent ticket, as somebody running against an incumbent, uh, in in a a very you know conservative Republican. Um, you know, area like this is this is what you were able to do. And at the end of the day, you know, in all actuality, yeah, it was a failure, but it was a success at the same time. Like I, I saw the impact. I saw that there is, you know, a an entire group of people trying to make positive change. And so instead of being uh, being beat down and and, and blasted or uh, you know I, I I pastored a church in Jacksonville Florida and when I was pastoring down there um, you know that's when I ended up going through a situation where uh, you know I ended up going through a divorce and I stepped out of the church I stepped out of stepped down from the pulpit I stepped out of ministry I stepped out of the pastorate and then I even walked away from my faith for a time oh doc why you why are you telling people this listen because I'm transparent like if 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 I try to pretend all I've had, and this is this is where I'm getting to with my post last week, and into the um, into the topic of uh, of tonight's podcast episode, that you have to get comfortable with failure. See, a lot of times we struggle talking about the things in our past that people view as negative, or that people view as failures, or that we view as failures. We have a hard time talking about it and acknowledging it. Why? Because it, it, there's some kind of embarrassment or shame or any... Li listen, I've got my faults. I've got my flaws. I've got my my um, you know my shortcomings, my failures. Ty said you planted the seed. Now we're seeing it sprout. We are, and 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 you know it wasn't obviously wasn't just me. There's other men and women that were out there making things happen. That's still out there making things happen, pushing and driving. Um, you know, but I'm I'm very transparent because I believe. That if, if, like I was telling my son this, this last week, we were talking about some different things and it's like, you know what, you're 19, you're about to be 20, um, I can't tell you what to do, right? You got you to gotta make these decisions on your own. But if I can tell you that, hey, there is a pothole there, there's a great big pothole you want to avoid, or maybe there's construction happening here, take this detour and, and, and you know, it'll, it'll help your path make the journey a little easier well that's my job 
as a father. Like, I, you know, I, I can't stand this this mentality of, well, I suffered growing up, so you need to suffer growing up. You need to struggle how I struggle. Man, that's just stupid. My job as a father is to set him up for success, not to make it more difficult. Now, it's not to hold his hand, and it's not to do everything for him, and it's not to coddle him, and it's not to, but it is to set him up for success. It is to give him the tools to, to, to allow him to grow into his own individual and be successful on his own. And so I also believe that in the spiritual, I believe that as far as the church is concerned, that if I can't be honest with you about my own shortcomings, my own faults, my own failures, and I, I sit here and I mount a pulpit every Sunday and or, you know, for Bible studies or sermons or even, you know, I, I really wish that a lot of preachers understood that public speaking is not the same thing as preaching and that just because you're a pastor doesn't mean you need to deliver a sermon every time you open your mouth. Like the prophets in the Bible, if you look at the prophets, every time they opened their mouth, it wasn't a prophecy. Not every time. You know, but for whatever reason, in charismatic circles, we, we've got this mentality that if we have the ability to speak or teach on some platform, that we have to deliver a sermon. Well, that's not the case, right? However, again, I want to be honest with my flaws and my shortcomings. I don't want to just present this social media image like we've got... Um, you know, my son says, I've known you for 19 years and you've done a lot of positive even with the setbacks. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of. I've done a lot of things that I'm not proud of. And I don't hesitate to talk about those things because if I can show someone else, you know what, you can slip, you can fall, you can make mistakes, you can fail and you can still grow, you can still walk into your destiny, well, then that's what I'm going to do. Because I believe that's very important. If you look at, again, going back to what I was talking about with Samson, right? Vex gets his, tells Delilah, she cuts his hair, he goes out, I'll shake myself like I did before. And he goes out there, didn't even know that God wasn't with him anymore. And now he's out there and he doesn't have his eyes and he's, he's working as a slave and, you know, he prays and he's like, God, just grant me the strength one more time. Let me make a difference. Well, guess what? He was able to make a difference, right? Peter, y'all remember Peter, right? In the New Testament, right? Pop, you know, he, uh, Peter, what, denies Jesus three times, right? Right? Denies him three times. Oh, no, I don't know him. No, I don't know him. No, I don't know him. Well, then come resurrection if you fail at something, it's an opportunity for growth. Exactly. It, it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, and But Peter, right, denies Christ three times. Nah, I don't know this dude. Nah, you got the wrong person. Nah, it's not me. It's not me. Well, then come resurrection day, right, and that stone get moved aside, and the angel's there, and she's talking to Martha and Mary, right? And the angel says, go and tell the disciples and Peter, specifically, and Peter, why? Even though you denied me, even though you turned your back on me, even though you struggled, even though you, listen, you still got an opportunity. And I think it's important that we're able to show people that, you know what, listen, I can fall, I can get hurt, I can mess up, 
I can slip up. I can, and it's not a hall pass. Don't misunderstand me. It's not a hall pass for you to just do whatever it is that you want to do. However, life happens and life's not always easy and life doesn't always work how we want it to work. But salvation is salvation. And listen, we've got so caught up in the church and so caught up in the current, hear me now, I want you to hear me now. There's a difference between the church in America and the American church. I'm going to say that again. There's a difference between the church in America and the American church. The American church all too often is caught up on dogmatic tradition, right? It's it's caught up on this it, like we forget to extend the grace that was extended to us and we expect people to come into the church and after living a lifestyle of 20 years in one particular way or 30 years in one particular way then we we expect them to just walk in and boom you line up with everything and you know exactly what's what's going on and you're walking right and living right and Christ-like and but I'm sorry scripture says that we have to go from glory to glory right that we have to constantly be renewed by the washing of the water of the word so it's a process even though even like we have to get in the shower and scrub our nasty bodies and get clean right get all that dirt and filth off of us and, and all that type of thing right we got to do the same thing spiritually because life comes at you hard. Life definitely comes at you hard. And we've got to allow people to go through the same transforming process that we're still going through. Don't act like we've arrived. We're still going through it. We still slip. We still make mistakes. We still struggle. We still, like, it, listen, we haven't arrived. It, it, it is what it is. We, you know, um, Professor Hanna says, she says, uh, we had to grow to allow, uh, we had to grow, allow them to grow and transform as well, how we forget, exactly. And uh, Professor Hunter, I'm glad you joined us. This is uh, one of my professors from, uh, from school. And, um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm very thankful for her and, and, and the wisdom and, and nuggets that she drops during class. A lot of times I don't even think she realizes it, but she says, we've not arrived, hallelujah. Exactly, we've not arrived. And, and I don't want to live my Christian life. I don't want to... When I talk about being Christ-like, I don't want to, to be so focused on getting to heaven that I forget to make an impact in the present. Hello, somebody. I've, I've got to be able to make an impact in the present. Dominic says, he says, the irony is that the dogmatic ones probably couldn't even tell you who Aquinas, Aquinas is. Excuse me. Um, but um, thank you very much, uh, Professor Hunter. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it is. And it's like we, we have come to a place where there's so much dogmatic tradition that has, that has muddied the waters, so to speak, when it, when it comes to church. And we have these different prosperity gospels and the name it and claim it and, uh, you know, the, the, the Christian nationalism, which, which isn't scriptural. And we, we can go into that on another night. But we have all these things that, you know, it's like, oh, if you, if you acknowledge an impact, that's right. If you, if you acknowledge 
a failure, if you acknowledge a shortcoming, well, then you're walking in defeat. You need to walk in victory. Because, you know, Jesus, he's the head and not the tail. You're the first and not the last. You're, you know, the beginning and not the end. And you're, you're supposed to walk in power and, and victory. And yeah, you're, you're right. You are. But it's a process. And it's not easy every day. Like, I, I wish that people would understand. If I'm created in the image and likeness of God, right? And if, if God expresses this gamut and the spectrum of emotion all throughout scripture we see anger we see sadness we see joy we see you know these these different things we see characteristics of a of a caring parent we see characteristics of a of a provider a healer like you look at the different hebrew names for god you have jehovah jireh jehovah sitkanu jehovah rafi jehovah you know these these different um you know, names for, for God, right, that, that explain various aspects of, you know, his character, right? And if I was created in the image and the likeness of God, then I'm going to have that same spectrum of emotion. And that's okay. To try to pretend that everything is great all the time and happy all the time, number one, you're going to drive yourself insane. There's a difference between acknowledging what is happening and what is taking place so you can address it, so you can learn from it, so you can grow from it, and then just speaking things that aren't as though they are. Like, and and I'm not I'm not mocking scripture because I do believe that you have to speak those things that aren't as though they are. You have to activate your faith. However, if you can't acknowledge the reality of what's happening in your life, you can't speak anything into existence. You can't activate your faith. You know, you can't take a, a gas can and set it next to your vehicle that has no gas in it, get in and turn the key and expect it to run. There's a process that you have to take to put the fuel into the vehicle and then when turning the key in the ignition, there is a mechanical process and a chemical process that takes place that activates the fuel, right? Just like we have to activate our faith. And, and one thing about me is it, I've learned in my walk, and, and I don't say this as if I've arrived or, 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 or that I'm on some other level than somebody else. Listen, I'm, 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 still, I'm, I'm still here, man. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to walk it out. But one thing that I can say is I've learned that if you can acknowledge what's going on, you can better activate your faith to address it. You can't pretend that it's not there. You, you can't act as if there's, there's nothing happening in order for God to move. You have to acknowledge that there's a mountain before the mountain can move. And, and I think that sometimes we have, in, in the church today, we have gotten to this place where we've become, you know, like my son said, he said, uh, you know, so godly minded, you're of no earthly good, right? So spiritually minded, like we focus on all these things and the gifts of the spirit. And, uh, you know, my, one of my, my class this last Saturday, we were talking about that. Like you can have all these different gifts and you can do all these different things, but if you don't have love, then what's the point? And, and in order to love someone, right? In order to, in order to, love your neighbor as yourself, right? You have to be comfortable with all aspects of yourself because if you can't even love yourself, 
and love your successes and your victories as well as your struggles and your failures, then you're not truly going to be able to love your neighbor. You're not going to be able to truly express the love of God because you can't even love yourself yet. And so we have to come to a place. Dominic says, if you ask God for a job, excuse me, you have to put in an application. Speaking things into existence isn't the same as being delusional. You're right, it's not. Those, those are two different things, but you're activating your faith when you speak those things into existence. And, and there's, there's steps to activate your faith. There's natural things to be done. And so if I want God to use me, if I want to grow, and, and listen, when I talk about God using you, when I talk about walking in your purpose, that doesn't necessarily mean it's one of these five full ministry gifts. It doesn't mean it's a position in the church. Your purpose might be being that kindergarten teacher. Your purpose might be being the chef at that restaurant. Your purpose might be working at the hospital. Your purpose might be working at McDonald's because of your sphere of, sphere of influence, because of what you've been through. Listen, what you've been through might not be anything to me, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't something to you. And I have to acknowledge that, you know, Professor Hunter says, faith without works is dead. Exactly. We, we've, we've got to put feet to our prayers is what, what they used to say when I was growing up in a church. Church mom would say, you got to put feet to your prayers. And I remember there was, there was one time I, I went up to the altar and I go up to the altar and, and church mother says to me, she says, you know, baby, what do you want Jesus to do? And I was like, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I just want prayer. I just, you know, and she was like, well, go sit down until you know what Jesus, what, what you want Jesus to do. And I, I sat there. I was kind of stunned. I was like, go sit down. Like, what do, you, what do you mean, go sit down? Like, I was really shocked by that. And, you know, as I, as I thought about it, as I processed it, and really more so now as I've grown, um, you know, it's like me going to my, my dad and being like, hey, do something for me. Well, what do you need me to do? I, I don't know. Just do something. Like, if, if you parallel it in, in the natural and really think about it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, going to my boss and being like, hey, do something for me. Make, make, make changes. Well, well, what changes do you want me to make? I don't know. Just make changes. You know? So we have to be able to acknowledge what it is that's happening currently. Um, there's, there's something that I'm working on, and I, 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 I reference it or I coined it. I termed it as uh, midnight theology, right? Midnight theology. And the reason I, I, I call it midnight theology is because there's, there's a lot of times in Scripture where in the middle of the night or in the moment of solitude, right, in the moment of isolation, that's where the individual has an experience with God. And I believe that one of the reasons that it happens in that ma manner so often in Scripture and then even in, in my personal life, I can't speak to anyone else's necessarily, but I can say that a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. So, you know, with, with that being said, um, you know, that midnight theology, you have a situation where you are, it's just you and God and your theology, what it is that you believe, right? It's, 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 it's that, just you, God, your situation, your theology, and how are you going to address it? And see, if we create this facade in the church or manipulate people into coming to salvation, right? Coming to Christ, accepting Christ. If it's a manipulation and it's not a true decision in the heart, then 
when it's time for them to experience that midnight theology moment, it might be a lot more difficult than it needs to be because they didn't really believe or don't really believe what it is says that they do. Now, that's not the case with everybody, obviously. I don't want to make just general, you know, generalized statements. However, I do believe that there are several individuals that, you know, they come to that. And we've got to come to the place where we can be honest with ourselves. You know what? This is, this is what I'm struggling with. This is, this is, this is my, my albatross. This is my, um, you know, the, the, the chains that I'm trying to break out of. And not everything on your resume needs to be in your testimony. Or not everything in your testimony needs to be in your resume. So not everybody needs to know everything about you. Like I said earlier in the podcast, you got to be smart about who you surround yourself with, right? Who it is that you're going to give access to your life and speak into your life. Because you want people to hold you accountable. You want people to let you know when, you know, hey, you're slipping. You got to get your head up, you know, um, got to get it together. You got to, you know, make some changes. You're not going the right way. You know, somebody to hold you accountable accountable, right? You have to have that. And in order to be held accountable, right, you have to, not only do they have to acknowledge your failures, your shortcomings, your struggles, or even your successes, because sometimes our greatest attack comes on the heels of our greatest victory. And oftentimes when we have this massive breakthrough in our lives, whether it be spiritual, physical, emotional, uh, financial, whatever that area is, oftentimes we kind of go, and we take a breath and we're like, oh, we're good. I remember when I was in Iraq and um, it, you, we went through this ambush. We got done with the ambush. I got out of the Humvee and just kind of dropped to the ground and just like, you know, up against the Humvee and just like this big sigh of relief, like, oh, we went through it. But in that moment, I let my guard down. In that moment, I was vulnerable. And so you want to be careful with that. Portia says accountability partners are important in, in all areas of life. Exactly. They are. And we have to be comfortable with being able to go, you know what, I took that L. You know what, ah, the episode flopped today. Uh, you know what, now, if, if someone is blessed by it, well, then I did what I was supposed to do. And you know what, even if nobody was, even if it, it did just kind of feel like or seem like or, you know, like I was just talking to the wall, well, was I obedient to do what it is that is my purpose? Sometimes it's all about obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And so we need to come to that place where we can be comfortable with our failures. And in being comfortable with our failure, I can grow. I can change. I can look for opportunities. Like, you know, Ty was saying earlier, um, you know, it's only a failure if you let it beat you. Learn from it and be ready for the next round. You know what? Hey, I slipped. I messed up. I made this mistake. That message, I just I just didn't have it together. I tried to, you know, I see it all the time with, with preachers. They try to be somebody else, right? They try to preach like somebody. I love me a singing preacher, right? If you're familiar with Kojic, Church of God in Christ, that denomination, there's a lot of singing preachers uh, that, that come out of that denomination. And I honestly absolutely love me a singing preacher. I'm not a singing preacher. No matter how much I want to be, no matter how much I enjoy it, no matter how much I might try to emulate it at different times, I'm not a singing preacher. So if I try to be something I'm not meant to be, I'm going to experience a failure. So I need to learn from that. I need to grow. I need to pick it up. So I want to encourage you tonight to become comfortable with your failures. 
because your failures are necessary. They're necessary for growth. They're necessary for uh, maturity. They're necessary to learn. And once you can become comfortable with your failures, then try again. Try again. There's multiple times in Scripture where, you know, you'll see God will give direction, do, do this, go do it again, do it again. And, um, you know, try again. Don't, don't, listen, don't shut yourself down. Now, maybe you don't try the same thing, you know. Maybe you acknowledge the fact that, hey, that's not the direction I need to go. Let me try this direction. That's okay, you know. It's all right. It's, it's a learning. It, it's a process. And you don't have to learn and grow or operate at somebody else's pace. You don't have to be in competition with somebody. Listen, what people put on social media are the happy times, are the successes, are the, the powerful words and powerful messages. And, and that's, that's great. That's, that's fantastic. I'm not, I'm not faulting anybody for that. But the reality of it is there's failures behind the scenes. There's failures behind some of those posts. Some of those victories, there was probably four or five failures before that victory got posted. And so, and that's okay. And you know what? If you get there before me, that's fine. I'm going to be there clapping for you. And when it's my time, clap for me. But until then, and, and I'm going to tell you this too. If you look at your circle, this is just a free little nugget. If you look at your circle and you always clapping for your circle, but your circle ain't clapping for you, you need to find a new circle. You need to change who has access that's right, Professor Hunter. They don't post the failures. And, you know, I, um, I've, by peers in ministry, I've been told I'm too transparent uh, because I'm quick to talk about my failures. Um, I'm quick to talk about my shortcomings. I'm quick to talk about the things that I'm still, still trying to grow and push for. So, but I want to, if you can't spar, a good coach makes you spar more. Exactly. They're going to push you and can continue to, to drive. But you got to have the right people in your circle in order for that uh, to have those accountability partners in order to encourage you and then sometimes you're not going to be able to rely on other people you're going to have to be like david and be like, hey i encourage myself in the lord nobody else was there because at the end of the ten, at the end of the day i've <laughs> been told the same thing too yeah I, I get told i tell people too much like oh you can't be a preacher and, and let people know why not why, why can't I let people know that, that an absolute clown from New York who has hit rock bottom more than once has been able to pull, you know, pull up out the mire and the clay and he's put my feet on the rock to stay. I know I'm, I'm going with a little song there, but, but I don't understand the mentality of a lot of preachers that, that, that they don't want to be transparent. Listen, you ain't perfect. Everybody knows it. Stop pretending. We already know. We talk about it. Only time, only time a lot of preachers talk about being, being a, you know, oh, I'm human <clears throat> is when they snap on one of their congregation members and then they try to justify it. But, oh, I'm, I'm just human. I was just upset and da-da-da-da-da. I was stressed and, uh, you know, that type of thing. And, like, no, like, why have a false and perfect narrative? Because we're not perfect. Exactly. Exactly. It, it actually, I believe one of the biggest hindrances that we have as the church today and as Christians today to truly make an impact and the reason why so many people are are opposed to hearing anything about the church is because number one we have those false narratives right number two we're not comfortable 
with our failures and our shortcomings. Number three, we're still trying to figure out how to love ourselves so we can't truly love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And so because of that, it becomes more attacking and more judgmental. And we try to speak into people's lives who haven't given us access to speak into their lives. I'm not going to speak into your life until you give me access to speak into your life. So I'm just going to have conversation with you. I'm going to share my heart on different topics as you bring it up. But the moment you give me access and give me permission to speak into your life, we always hear in, in, in the charismatic church, we hear about the Holy Spirit being a gentleman, right? Well, you know, us Christians, we need to take note to what it is that we say. We need to operate that same way and not force ourselves into other people's lives. If we just live this thing out, if we become comfortable in our failures and comfortable in our successes and we just live this thing out true and true and every day continue to you know be you know renew our mind with the washing of the water of the word and become more Christ like every day people are going to see it why because we're going to lift him up when we lift him up all men's drawn unto him now i don't care what you believe at the end of the day i really don't you live your life I'm going to live mine. I'm still going to pray with you. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to be there for you. I ain't judging you. You have to answer to God for your life. It's not my job to make decisions for you. It's not my job to dictate your lifestyle. It is my job to make sure I'm doing what it is that I say I believe. It is my job to learn how to love myself so I can love my neighbor as I love myself. It is my job to become comfortable with my shortcomings and comfortable with my failures so I can then mature and grow and learn and take myself and my walk to another level. And that's where my responsibility is. That's where I need to operate. And if we all took more of that type of thought process, in my humble opinion, I believe we would have a much more impact, much greater impact on the people around us. And, you know, at the end of the day, listen, L's are L's. You're going to you're going to take them. So and, and I hear the oh, I either win or I learn. That's cool. It, it is. You, you do. You win or learn. That's fantastic. I win or I lose. And then I learn from my loss. That's me personally. So I want to encourage you. Be comfortable. Learn and strive to be comfortable with your failures because they are necessary. They're necessary for the growth. They're necessary to learn. They're necessary for maturity. And then take what you've learned and try again. Take what you've learned and make another attempt. So, again, thank you guys so very much for joining uh, for the podcast episode tonight. Really, really appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you so very much. Uh, definitely can't do it without you. And I'm very thankful for you all. Again, I want to say if you are in the, uh, the Olean area, a greater Olean area, uh, the youth football and cheerleading uh, here is having a chicken, a barbecue chicken fundraiser, Saturday, May 6th, 12 to 4. You can get your tickets now. You can pre-order. Um, it's $12. Uh, meals come with a chicken leg quarter, two sides and a roll. And um, for those of you in this area that are like, oh, well, baseball starts that day. Listen, we'll deliver. All right. Help these young people do something positive with their time that they're not in school or not at the house. Let's let's help them um, do some big things. So um, definitely want to encourage you there. Also want to say uh, thank you very much, Professor. I, I appreciate that um, very much. Um, 
But, uh, you know, I, I also want to throw out a little, little, little nugget. I want you to be uh, kind of watching uh, for some things. Kind of an uh, untraditional uh, ministry is uh, uh, about to sprout. So I want you guys to, uh, to kind of just pay attention to the Reflections page. If you're not already following it, please follow the Reflection page. Like, follow, share, invite somebody in. Um, but I uh, definitely appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Again, I want to encourage you. Learn to be comfortable with your failures because they're necessary for your growth and maturity. Thank you so very much. Hey, and as always, you guys pray for me. I'll pray for you, and we'll catch you next time on Reflections.